I've always been a unique person, you know what I mean? Uh, Sort of laid back in a way, but very adamant and very passionate about what I believe. I think a lot of times that sort of throws people off because they don't expect me to have the mindset or the process of thought that I do. And so when you come in to watch my channel, you may hear a myriad of thoughts and ideas that could be different from others. What I want you to do is just sit back, like, share, and subscribe. To receive instant notification each time I upload, please hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. To receive instant notification each time I upload, please hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. Well, 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 looks like I got a permanent marker over my face, doesn't it? I don't know whether you all can hear me. This is without a mic tonight, so if you cannot hear me, I think you should give me, give me a one if you can hear. Good evening, Rachel. We're just going to be random. I got all twisted up and jacked up. So can you hear me at all? I don't know whether you can. This is new to me. This is new. This is new. So. Hello. Hello, hello. So there. Now. We were going to have Ronnie come on, and then we got all mixed up in cattywampus, and I was like, well, no, we already put something up, so we better have something. So I changed it to a random chat, as it were, a random conversation. So um, I don't know whether you guys can hear me, but if you can't, we're going to have to restart it all over again if that's the case. So I can, I can figure this out. Oh, you guys can hear me. Okay, so family is getting ready for uh, spaghetti. They're having spaghetti in the other part of the house. And um, so you can hear people, but I don't want you to hear the people. I really want you to just hear what we've got to say tonight. Um, so here's the deal. We were going to have some really good information that was coming uh, up with Ronnie. And because of all the mixed up stuff, he is not going to be here. But that's okay, because we are going to have him come in and share. Oh, oh my goodness, he's here. <laughs> Okay, so either Mercury is retrograde or something is going on. Hello. <laughs> you should have seen me trying to put up everything and trying to stick up stuff and trying to put on some lipstick and kick people out and put on eyebrows and all kinds of stuff. 
But in any case, I digress. I'm glad that you are here. I'm sorry about all the, the running and running and left and right. But you know what I tell you? I'm going to have to become a liberal right quick and say, it's we women. Our jobs are just never done. <laughs> we have to be everything for everybody. That's at the, hey, Black Spring, how are you? Anarchy Television, Mama Bear and Papa Bear. How are you as well? Rachel Van Ziel, I, Voyager 1776, says, fear not. God is the pilot, the captain, and the conductor. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. What do you think about that one, Ronnie Man? Yeah, well, uh, Mercury is in retrograde. So. Is it? I thought it was because I was like, communication is <laughs> everywhere. And then I'm dialing you back, and then my phone has less than 0%. As soon as it starts to dial you, I think then it died, then you called me, and then it died. I was like, no. None of these things will dictate my life. And so when stuff like that happens, that's when you really do press. That's how I've been all my life. It's just, and I didn't, I, what, I, let me digress, not all my life. I learned that later in life, that when things start going that way, that's when you push. That's when you push, because if you don't, then you'll be full of excuses and succumbing to all kinds of things, and that's not good. So I just want to say thank you to everybody for being here this evening. Uh, thank you so much for Black Spring with Autumn being here. It's so good to see you. I love you, sis. Um, and I'm just glad to see everybody. Anarchy Television. Yes, we've been missing each other there. Uh, I'm here, you five by five. All right, okay, five by five. I don't know what that means. I know my pastor used to say that if you eat too much, you'll be five by five, side by side. <laughs> that you'll be five feet high and five feet wide, side by side, if you eat too much. So that was... That was funny. I thought it was funny. I mean, some women weren't too happy about that at the church. But, Ronnie, we have some good uh, information coming from you, and I just want to allow you to get to it. Um, I will pull up the links that you wanted me to. Don't I looked for them in the Gmail. Can't find those there. Um, not sure if they are in the uh, Lockhart, but if not, it's okay. We have a very astute class, and we can definitely pull those up as you tell me where to go. We can make that happen. But this is important information, you guys, and that's why I really did want to get all this out. So, Ronnie, how are you? I know you guys had supper. I hope I hope supper was good. Oh, so supper was amazing. That's a whole other story. Um, I, I do hear some background. Uh, I hear myself um, in an echo. So I imagine that you got your computer speakers up and running. <laughs> yeah, I fixed those. Um, but how do I just make them come out of here? I mean, what do I? Do? I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you do need to have your headphones I know on. What to do? Okay, you guys go ahead and do your thing. You say some stuff, and I'll fix it. Uh, uh, yeah. Nonetheless, I did send it to your business email. Oh, cool. I'll get it out of here in a second. Just a second. I will do it. Um. All right, so now I think this is better, don't you? Uh, let's, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H, A, L, M, N, O, P. Elemental P. Not Elemental P. It's Elemental P. No, it's Elemental P. Elemental P. Can you hear me? Elemental P. Q, R, Q, R. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll go ahead and, and rummage those out. You go ahead and start chatting with the folks. And uh, yeah, we're going to just go ahead and do this. 
Yeah, welcome to the Lockhart Perspective uh, on the really random chat hour. And uh, we're just going to talk about a couple of things uh, that I found to be very case specific to the thing that I have been uh, pretty much in in uh, in mantra zone with uh, in saying that we as the American people or or the uh, what state of America, you know, the United States of America is Rome and. We literally, <laughs> if, uh, if 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 you want to talk metaphorical, of course, uh, we clearly are Rome, um, and you know we we have a lot of valid arguments to make that case. But we are actually literally, really, 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 really Rome as well. And I wanted to bring that to the table because we do have uh, an astute um, listening, uh, you know, group of listeners and subscribers. Um, that that subscribe to uh, the Lockhart perspective. So I wanted to have you know at least start that rhetoric, get that conversation going, and then you know uh, as well as see what the chat had to say about um, these uh, these findings. I find it quite remarkable. Um, did you have you have you pulled anything up, or are you still working on it on your end? Well, either way, can you can you way, hear me? Uh, just jumping right into it. So, so we know that the whole concept of of Rome, uh, or or America being Rome is uh, is because it's just a continuation of the things that are going on, um, what prophetically in Scripture. So, knowing this premise and like standing on it and actually like having it in the forefront of my brain at all times uh has really uncovered has allowed me to uncover some fascinating things as we move forward in um you know trying to find truth and then once we find truth trying to find what to do <laughs> what to do with it how to apply it of course when you find truth you absolutely need to apply it but um when everything's so scrambled and so inverted, so upside down, it's like, how how do you begin to apply it? So uh, we, we actually, in all honesty, need to come to terms with the things that we do find before we can even begin to appropriately apply these things. I'm frustrated. Okay. What say you? Because the business email slides over and Bing takes over. So I have both of these, um, I have both of the browsers on here and I'm utilizing Chrome, which is friendly with me having uh, StreamYard. And unfortunately, everything that I have is pulling up through Bing. So it's like Microsoft is such a ubiquitous entity. It just takes over. And I am so amazed at how it just envelops everything, everything. You buy the computer or you get the software uh, or you get, you know what I'm saying? You own the stuff and then all of a sudden it just takes over. And so well, I'm, I'm amazed. Not saying that, I'm not saying that Bing isn't spying on us as well, but I, I definitely don't use Google because I don't like Google spying on me. And so I did um, everything that I did send to you was through a uh, a, a Bing search engine. Oh, I thought it was me. Okay, 
I feel so good now, you know, because I'm sort of educated on these things with technology and stuff. Okay, I didn't know it. <laughs> I honestly thought that it was completely something that was going on. I was like, well, gee whiz, I'm using this so that I can share the screen and gee willikers. Well, let me see if it will allow me to now just do application window because it has, it's already provisioned for a, um, for a Chrome tab is what it's, it's set up for Chrome tab. Um, and so while I look in Chrome, let's see if I can, if I can pull it up and it doesn't look as cattywampus as it did uh, yesterday, because mm -hmm. I do have one photo and I'm not sure if, okay, so you know what? Bless the most high. This is awesome. I'm glad that I'm pushing because you know what? I would have been like, oh no, well maybe we, no, 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 no excuses. I don't care how this looks. It's going to be the right thing. Cause we're going to push. All right. So here's some humans. Did you want me to pull up Baphomet first? Cause I do see that one as well. It's, it's, it's either, or you can actually toggle, um, periodically, um, back and forth, uh, through the various, um, you know, uh, um, pictures or what have you, or okay. that group of pictures and then toggle to the uh, Baphomet group of pictures. What I'm, what I'm doing here is just showing you the parallel. Oh, I see the parallels. Between, yes. Um, the two. And uh, the, so the first image that we see wow. is, um, is a commission statue that was commissioned by Congress. And please don't get me lying. It was an 1820, 1870. Um, for, forgive me. Uh, you can definitely do the vetting to see, uh, um, you know, uh, exactly where I am amiss as far as the, the, the dating goes, but this was commissioned, this statue was commissioned by the US Congress in the, 18, in the late 1800s, I would like to say. And um, it now resides in the Smithsonian um, in the American Histori uh, History Museum. And uh, what that is, is George Washington. And we yes, see the greco Right. So we so so what we see here is the um um it's it's stylized in the in the Greco-Roman what art the you know the artisan type of feel and uh you know he's marbleized here but this this uh stance this pose that he is or they have him portraying is the as above so below mantra and that as above, so below, of course, is uh, is um, is a uh, some is a principle that the occult has taken. And in all honesty, it is the same. It's it's actually the inversion. What it is is the inversion of the same principle as uh, on earth as it is in heaven. But they take they take uh, you know different um, rhetoric and say. Uh, well, as above, so below. Um, but it's the inverted of that concept of that biblical concept on earth as it is in heaven. But th this um, this is the Baphomet um, statues. And you see that that is the pose that he takes on. He takes on that right hand pointing up and that left hand pointing down. So I just I just wanted to um, show the parallels to, uh, I just find that fascinating that um, this is a pre-approved commissioned um, statue of our uh, quote-unquote founding father that um, um, 
like I said, was, you know, pre-approved or whatever, uh, that has the same posing as the occult. So that lets you know that the, the people that, um, that Congress has decided to call upon to embark on immortalizing our, uh, our founding fathers are steeped in the occult. How would you know to do these things um, specifically, case specifically? And then, like I said, when you do the comparison, look over here at Baphomet, it's the same, it's the same thing. And um, you only see that pose in occult symbolism. That's amazing. Um, you might see that pose of somebody, right? You, you might see that pose accidentally, you know, I mean, if somebody just accidentally hit that pose and then you snapped a picture at that, at that, you know, uh, time or, or what have you. And then, you know, people can run with that on a conspiracy theory note, but, but when you're doing it specifically on purpose, you are uh, clearly um, giving a message to the people that are in the know. And uh, yeah, so what's your take on that? Just, you know, for starters, I never, I never saw this that way. You know, of course I've seen that original um, one that you showed. I, I did see that. And of course I've seen, and I'm familiar with, you know, with Baphomet, uh, but I never did the correlation. And it's ironic that I didn't because I know all about George Washington and what his true purpose for coming to the Americas, you know, this place specifically was. And so when I see this tonight, I am mind boggled. Please continue. Well, well, I'm just saying that, um, that it's no coincidence, nothing that, okay. Okay. Everything that I'm going to say here this evening, um, is going to sound so coincidental. And I assure you in the scheme of things, people, um, People that are in power, they don't have time to accidentally do anything. It is it is extremely specific. It is it extremely on purpose. It is on a time schedule. These things that that are um, you know brought about, we're just finding out about it because you know they just give us our bread and our circus, and then we go about our business. But uh, you know it's business as usual with the upper echelon, and it's no coincidence that they immortalized specifically George Washington in this manner, like, um, because, you know, we, we revere him as the father of our country. So he is the, uh, the go-to, you know, the, uh, uh, he, he's the one that embodies all, all of our, well, you know, metaphorically, um, he embodies all of our principles, all of our, like, it's, it, he's the go-to guy. He is our forefather. Uh, our patriarch, if you will, um, as Americans. Mind you, the original patriarchs um, have always been Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but that, that, that's neither here nor there at the moment. But, um, but yes, it, it's no coincidence that they decided to immortalize specifically the founding father of America in this specific pose. And then in Greco-Roman fashion specifically. It's um it's quite telling if you just take the time to see about it. And uh okay, do you have anything um, I do. to I say? Have a, I have a quick question. So and and again, I'm right now I am a pupil. I don't know. When you hit on something that I do know, I'll chime in with surety. But I'm gonna ask a question as a pupil. 
So how, so basically being that this country is as young as it is, these things could have most assuredly been set out to have a plan in this short time span. So say four generations, it, all of the stuff that looks like it's going on right now, which we've already known, but it just seems to me that it's proving it more and more every day that the things we see are as to, you know, to, to, to your point, they are not a coincidence, but they are more on purpose. Is, is that a, is that a fair assessment? I mean, I heard you say it's on purpose, but I'm saying this guy came here with a specific purpose. He left one, uh, one order and came here and started up another order or joined another order. And they're all of the same faith, basically. And, and so it yeah, looks like you, with this country being as young as it is, this stuff really is a takeover and they just needed a new place to do it. Absolutely. So, 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 um, you know, that's the, I mean, if, if you're, if you're posing that in a, uh, in a pupil question, um, fr uh, frame, it actually is quite insightful what you said and, and, and you're pretty spot on in question form. So, so the thing is, if you take away all the shimmery, you know, lights and, and uh, um, our friend uh, Black Spring with Autumn, if you, uh, she likes to say the shellac. If you, take, if you take away all the shellac and you just look at it for what it is at its bare minimum common denominator, like we are clearly an offshoot. Yeah. We are an offshoot of the... Uh, what you want to call it, um, the French Revolution, the, the, the age of enlightenment. All of these guys that came over here, they, they were established in, you know, um, very esoteric knowledge, um, deep understanding, esoteric knowledge. Uh, that's actually a, 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 a that's actually redundant. <laughs> so <laughs> part, part of me, but, but, but I mean, um, but, you know, I mean, like the, the these, deep quote unquote understandings and it and it really boils down to um to to the occult and 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 the people um that studied that and 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 this is this is the stem this is where it stems from uh, all the people that that we look at our quote unquote founding fathers the um the 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 Franklins the the Adamses the 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 um uh the you know, Washington's, the Jefferson's, the, uh, Jefferson's all of these yeah. guys, they, they looked to um, people that were, um, that were in the age of enlightenment, like the, the, uh, the John D's and the, you know, I mean, um, it like, like, like look at the previous generation on who they were on, who they sat under and whose books they read, you know, whose, whose feet that they sat at to gain, all of these, uh, you know, um, conventionalized wisdoms and uh, uh, understandings. And um, if you really, really look at it, um, a lot of the monarchy of the quote unquote old world, you know, the, the uh, over there in Europe, they, they kicked them out and they needed a new spot. <laughs> so, you know, they came over here and, and you can, the only reason that they're patriots is because they won. Otherwise, you know, they would have been treat, you know, it, high treason. I mean, all kinds of, you know, crazy, um, you know, they'd have been terrorists, but they won. So they're patriots. I have to say something and you see, it, it is important to push. Listen, R. Jones, do you see the screen there? 
Ronnie, do you see what she says? Read that if you can. Can you see her comment? I have been praying in all caps today. This information would get out. Wow. You see how it is so important, you guys, to push when things look like it's all confusing. This specifically, and for whomever else it's applicable to, this is a lesson that when things look like they are out of control, like there's just so much confusion, you'd just be better off to stop and start again another day. This is the type of thing that I'm talking about, that when you push, when it appears that stuff is just off the chain, that is when you see exactly what the purpose of the confusion was. So she's been praying about this information that it would get out. All right. Now, all of the stuff that happened prior to us going live, this show was supposed to start at 630. So the purpose of pushing is to make sure that whatever it is you set out to do, you're going to do and nothing else around you is going to stop that. Does that make sense, folks, in the chat? So I am so happy that we pressed and that you're getting this information out, Ronnie, because there are entities that knew exactly what your plan was tonight. It's if you wrote it down, if you said it, if you talked about it, which we had, those little limbs like to pick up the news and start, start to run all kinds of run shots and confusion. So this is not just a lesson for this. It's also a lesson and an application to be applied to our lives daily as believers. And I must sit down on that one. Thank you. Yeah, um, that is amazing. Because if you knew the behind the scenes approach, yeah, it, it was supposed to start at a certain time. And then, um, you know, we we even uh, uh, suggested, well, you know, we'll just do it at another time. And the next thing you know, you know, now nah, we're doing it right now. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah pushing through is, um, you know, it, like it's it's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. It's me. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than uh, Miss Rachel. You know, it's big. It's bigger than, bigger than, than the my screen. Top of air. Oh, I sent you, know, you a link for screen, just in case. Yeah. So yeah. So um, it's 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 the collective, and um, I'm just glad that I can be a uh, a voice because I mean, in all actuality, this information is out there. Uh, 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 it might have sounded like I said disinformation is out there, but disinformation is out there as well. But this particular information is out there. It's just that we are so bogged down by what they want us to think, how they want us to think, that we don't actually take the time out to see it or to, to seek it out. And then a lot of times we don't even know what to seek out. So I just I, I'm a person that 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 likes to um, see how two and two equals four, and sometimes two and two doesn't equal four. Three plus one equals four. Sometimes six minus two equals four. Sometimes, sometimes one plus one equals three. One mama, one papa, one baby. That's three humans. Okay, okay, okay. But there's you know there, there's a lot of different angles that you can um, that you can take to glean um the truths of what's going on versus the lights camera action glitter uh spectacle of what they want you to see that is going on like uh you know th there's an underlying basics 
of what actually is. And I just like to uncover that because this is the thing. We do uh, our due diligence in vetting what is right here and right now. But have you vetted what it is that that you're vetting? I mean, there's another layer is what I'm saying. I mean, like. And all you're vetting, have you vetted? (laughs) I've vetted that. And And all you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And all you're getting, you know, get wisdom. And you're not going to get wisdom if you're looking at the cute lie that's on top. You have to pull back that veil and then see. Um, And, and, you know, what, what you do with that information from there, that's on you. But please don't let them just give you this cake. And, you know, it's really plastic. I mean, it's plastic. It just has icing on top. And you're like, oh, this is the best cake. And everybody's having the conversation on what type of ingredients and how it got so, you know, um, so, so, so moist looking. And then the whole time it's plastic. And we're having a moot conversation the entire time. And well, we, and- I'm glad you said that plastic because that's exactly right. Um, and it and it's so funny that you would say that. I don't know whether you know it or not, but they have been lining certain products and food with plastics, and it has affected the majority of the women, especially Hispanic and Black women. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I did. And um, yeah, I I did say, I did say plastic on purpose as far as a cake. Yeah, because and and I'm glad we're having this conversation because I don't know whether people knew that in the chat, but that is absolutely what's in the food. Right. And it's on a molecular level. Uh, I mean, just a a complete side note, um, but I'm, I'm full of trivia because I do a lot of research that guides me down just the craziest rabbit holes. But margarine, they try to push margarine as like this healthy form of butter. Uh, and margarine, if you if you really look into it, margarine is one molecule away from plastic. Wow. Wow. And it does have a load of nickel in it. I mean, a load of nickel. That popping that you see if you put margarine in the skillet and watch it popping, all of that, that's, that's all of the, A, they've got a lot of water in it. And then B, there's a load of aluminum in there that I don't even think that people know it's, it's like aluminum and it's a few other things in there. So yeah, it is. It's like one whole chemical. It's like one big gigantic chemical bath. It's exactly what, so what they So what they did is, you know, um, large, large corporation in, industry was trying to make something, didn't make that, spent a whole lot of money on, on, um, on coming up with something that they couldn't come up with. And then they had a whole product and then they just labeled it as margarine. And then they said it was a great health, health alternative to butter so they can, you know, get their funds back that they lost. So, Look it up. <laughs> you know, I, no, 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 I'm with you on that. And, and while we're on that topic, um, something really did dawn on me. Remember last evening when we spoke about the 242,000 acres of land that had been acquired by Mr. and Mr. Um, the, the Gateses, um, yeah. they, okay. So now there are worm farms as we've all seen, right? So we saw, the bit and the piece about the worms being, you know, ground up into mill and all that other stuff. That's not a new practice. It's just something new that they are doing and talking about it to get everybody prepped and primed. But I thought about this 
it's not just him that owns all that land. There are several other famous people who own another portion of land. What if all of that land that they have gleaned, the farmland, what if it was for them to create these big farms with these worms that are almost cheap, the cheapest thing that you can think to get, right? And what if that was to become a meal or food for us? Yeah, well, if they hold the monopoly or and or the majority of, you know, um, suitable farmland, then we're kind of stuck with what is out there uh, as 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 uh, consumers. So it's like, um, you know, and then, of course, they'll put they'll paint it in a pretty package margarine, the, 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 the healthier alternative. And, you know, for people who don't vet their vetting. Mm-hmm. then, you know, you'll end up saying, oh, okay, yes, this worm, it, it is full of fiber and it does have a lot of protein. And, you know, and then you start to um, to make excuses for your captors. Well, let me tell you, Sandy Aaron had sent a video earlier and it was almost like God was tapping on my forehead because the most high was tapping on my forehead because I had just seen a story about the worms. And when I read it, I just thought, huh, isn't that weird? And I moved on. Then what sealed it was going to the FeliciaLockhart.com website, Felicia at Felicia Lockhart. Okay, I went to the email. And when I opened it, I started reading, you know, watching the video that Sandy Aaron had sent to me. But one of them started talking about the worms. And it immediately clicked back in my mind. Wait a minute. Now you just read a story where they were talking about all of the worms that they were showing you, how they have, as you said, protein and all that other stuff. Um, You remember in the slave days, they fed the slaves the uh, entrails, which everybody in different cultures calls it different things. Some people call it menudo. Some people call it chitlins, chitterlings. Um, But it's like the worst of the worst the lowest of the low, the, the, the deepest of the deep garbage. And I am going to stand on this one thing that was stated about a week ago or maybe more where I was talking about the fact that now in America, they tested it out with certain folks, uh, the whole concept of slavery. And now they refined it and now they rolled it out to everybody. So where else can you use 242,000 acres if you are not going to put it into something, uh, a cheap commodity, worms are cheap. And so I want to thank, uh, Sandy for sending that because just as, um, our friend just mentioned a few moments ago, gee, I was praying about this all day. The father is talking to all of us right now. It's not just to Ronnie. It's not just to me. It's not just to black spring. It's not just to, you know, to all the people that we listen to or that we gather information from. He is, he is talking to every single one of us that will allow him to speak. And we have got to be aware of what's going on. You guys, there will be supernatural things that will be happening. And I'm not saying that the video and then the, the, um, the previous, you know, uh, news report that I, you know, read was a, a quote unquote miracle. But what I'm saying is, is that when we stand in awe and anticipation of what he can do, then he begins to bring true revelation and truth to us. 
And I just have to say thank you, Ronnie, for bringing this to our, our attention. I noticed there's something there as well about the Pope guy. Um, what? How does all of that play into the Pope guy? And does it have anything to do with the current Pope as well? That's a good question. That's right. Um, so uh, it's, it, well, uh, before I go there, I just wanted to uh, speak on some of the things that, that you had said. I remember a, a while ago, a couple of years back, me, uh, my wife and I, we kept on hearing that we are running out of land. Like, you know, our population is just increasing and it's ever so increasing, um, ever so more and more. And like, we're actually physically, geologically running out, geographically running out of land. And so, you know, we'll take road trips and just drive. And I'm like, look at all this land. Like, what are they talking about? There's so much I mean, vastness of land. Well, they don't want to and, turn um, it into places where people got to live. <laughs> right. What they're doing is they're buying it and they're hoarding it and they're just holding on to it and, um, you know, not doing anything with it. And of course, it goes back to the Agenda uh, 21, uh, Agenda 2030, um, um, you know, agenda that they have drawn up and are in the middle of executing. So um, it's, we, we didn't, we didn't see hunger games on accident. We didn't see the movie hunger games on accident. Like they, they, now they, see, they I never it. saw that you'd, you'd have to enlighten me. Just give me a quick synopsis and I promise you guys, I won't try to play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying as far as Hunger Games goes, as far as Hunger Games goes, I can give you a quick synopsis on one on one of the facets of Agenda 21, which is now, of course, Agenda 30 or uh, Correct. Uh, 2030, Correct. Um, uh, which will eventually be ultimately what they want anyway, established by 2050. Um, but uh, I can give you a facet, a breakdown, a, a brief facet um, breakdown on one of the uh, aspects of Agenda 21, and it'll tell you Hunger Games. Um, they, they want to um, make regions. I want to say it's 11 regions in the United States or in North America. Um, do away with the states, and they want to just um, have regions um, and hoard all the populace into these large cities and the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. Like, so basically there'll be 11 super large cities. Regions, okay. Everybody, right, right, right. So so broken down into, into uh, regions and then each region, pardon me, region will have a city and uh, they will be connected by via train mm -hmm. and everything else will be the national park. Mm. Everything else will be federal land, and they want to just have it. They they want to let it run wild, you know. Just uh, you know, let it grow. You know, uh, it'll do away with the carbon, the excess uh carbon. Um, you, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I of I course they're doing it in the name, right, right. So they're doing it in in the name of let's get the planet in order, let's go green, but you know, at the expense of human lives. Uh, I mean, 
I'm just throwing out what they well, have embarked I agree. upon. Yeah, and, I agree with and, you. And and what I just what I just told you is basically the premise for Hunger Games. Hmm. Wow. And and you know, so so then it's just basically every other show that we have seen that has the same basic premises. You know, get everybody from out of the rural area, stick everybody inside of the um, inside of the city where we can control them more. Uh, specifically, uh, let's look at some of the things that was being said about the upcoming president and how his idea was to tear down all the buildings and then make them over. But when making them over, you put a little bitty baby window in there. It's everything to make you to, to control your mind. You get a little baby window with all these raggedy light bulbs that we have now uh, with with like no lights at all. I mean, you have no look. It feels like Beirut or, or a third world country or something It's that dark. So basically his plan is to destroy all of the existing buildings that are already high rises and turn them into smart buildings which is just like what Black Spring and I watched a couple of months ago when we looked at um, the 1984 movie. We watched the old, old one. Uh, it was about 48 minutes, but we did watch it. I recommend everybody watch it and watch it again and again, because each time you watch that one, you're going to see a lot of unique things. But the point I'm making is they had everybody where they could see them and inside of each person's home, even though this movie was made way back in the, what, 40s or 50s or something, they had what looked like giant screens in every house. And those screens talked. And those screens would tell you you're going outside without your sash or you're going outside without your badge, you know, or whatnot. He had to literally sneak contraband, quote unquote contraband, I'm sorry, a book, into the house so that uh, the big screen or big brother on the screen would not see what he had. But the thing I'm, I think I want to most hold, hone in on is the fact that, yeah, it was, let's put everything right here. Let's stick everybody here. And I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to say it and then allow people to understand this is my opinion. May not be any truth in it. You know, think about it and, and, and figure it out if it is or is not. So now that we know that 242,000 acres of land, of which 69,000 acres is in Louisiana, think it not strange that the hardest hurricanes that we have had in the most recent past has battered and tattered that state. There is a reason to displace people. And so someone would hear me and say, yeah, but that's that a hurricane ain't got nothing. There. How do you stretch to that? Well, here's how I stretch to that. Several, several, several years ago, there were two guys that actually started cloud seeding. That cloud seeding experiment that they started actually expanded into something else, which similarly looks as if it's exactly like the um, heart that we have now, DARPA that we have now. So if you consider that these guys were cloud seeding back several, several, you know, years ago, and now we've got the ability to, you know, augment or change the weather just in case we're having, as they did in China, the Olympics for one year, we don't want it to, to rain or have any monsoons. So we will just create this. It wasn't just created for that time period. It was created for doing exactly what we just, what I just said. And that is clearing out the land and moving things out of the way 
so that they can have easy access to land that people will not try to go back to, especially when you consider the preponderance of people that live in the rural parts of Mississippi and in Louisiana. Those folks are, you know, been there for several years. Uh, more uh, people from uh, uh, Louisiana, those folks rarely move. I don't know whether people know that or not, but the older people there, they rarely move. And then their children and children's children are, are still there. I'm not sure if you guys know that. So it's the easiest way to get a hold of land. It's the easiest way to, you know, subdue the people and put them someplace else. Now, I still wonder what happened to the busloads of people who left the last time we had a huge storm down here uh, in that region. I'm still wondering where they are at the tip top of COVID. I still don't even know where they are. I haven't heard anything about them. And mm -hmm. so there's, there's some, there's some questions that we do need to ask. And I think that once we start to talk to ourselves, our family members, we start to put that stuff out there, it'll make us a lot more aware of some of the decisions that we make in our everyday life. For example, when we mentioned the other day that they were, you know, there was this almost meat type of stuff going on over at, um, or not meat at all over at the uh, Taco Bell. Now that we've talked about that, I don't think a lot of people are going to go. And it's not by accident that that movie Demolition Man had the last restaurant where you get dressed all up as being Taco Bell. So okay, all of these things go together. You're going to get dressed up and you're going to go out for a nice night, um, and, you know, and, and you're going to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> but I mean, they they don't even hide it, right? They, they even have the triangle Doritos and say that they are who they are. I mean, I don't know whether y'all seen that or not. But I ain't never seen a commercial come out and say that this is who they are and then have a triangle and then call themselves that name that starts with an I that I won't say. So go ahead, Roger. So when, so when you pull back these layers and you see these things and then you know these things, um, uh, the things that are being uh, being executed on the main stage, it doesn't it, it does. It, it goes it, it you're, it's not going to go over without you blatantly seeing the execs of what's going on. It's just, it, it can't be done, but you have to do your due diligence to pull back these layers. And you're, like you're talking about the rural, the rural, I love that word, the rural areas. <laughs> um, um, it's no coincidence. It sounds on the surface level, it sounds like this beautiful thing when the, uh, when Mr. T uh, signed the extension, the executive order of the extension of what is it, the um, the Great American Doors Act, uh, the Great American Outdoors Act um, earlier this summer, where there is a protection uh, for the national parks and it's, it's a, a super large expansion of the the national parks. But when you know what the agenda is um, in Agenda Twenty One and in Agenda Thirty or um, into a, Agenda on Twenty Fifty. Then you can see that he what what they're doing is they're setting it up early. Correct. Well, they're also piggybacking on what was done in the former uh, former administration because he did the same exact thing. I mean, he took fences and put it around large amounts of land, and then pushed the people who were living there off of it, and then claimed it as you know as a national park. But you can't go on the, <laughs> you can't even walk on there without permission, pretty much. Um, right. And, and, and it is, and it's, it's, it is sort of frustrating that it's just now getting us to this point where we can actually see this stuff. 
it, it is. It, it does sort of, you know, make you want to stomp your foot because you want to say, well, gee whiz, what was I doing? Well, we were being distracted by the distractions, which is why we're talking now, because we don't want to get distracted by any more distractions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and once again, but see, that's that that's exactly what it is. Um, I mean, uh, I, I said last night on, on your platform, I said that I am content to be the broken record. This is um, a textbook case for the Kansas City, the Kansas City shuffle. And um, the breakdown on that is it is a bait and switch, but mm -hmm. it's a bait and switch that that the victim knows that he's a part of. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the, that's what I'm saying. It's like we know that we're being lied to, but they're counting on you knowing that you're being lied to. And so the thing that you're going to do to counter that, they've already, they've already foreseen that yeah. and they know you're going to counter. So right. the, the thing that you think you're countering is the very thing that, that, that sets you up. Well, to your point, if you remember, uh, we were talking about fishing um, and, and a lot of people will say, well, they'll, they, they can never stop the food because I know how to hunt and I'll go out and go, go hunt. Let me ask you guys something. For those of you who do know people who go out and hunt, do you remember about maybe five years ago, there was a point where uh, several doe and different deer, deer were just popping up in the uh, rural areas dead, blood just running out of, uh, I don't know whether anybody knows it, but I, I, I visually, I saw it myself. And then I had, my brothers-in-laws were saying, you know, that they had friends that had gone out um, and attempted to hunt, you know, when it's deer season. And that, you know, some of the deer they came across were, were pretty ill, that, that, that they that they looked bad. So to Ronnie's point, yeah, if they know that you know how to hunt, they're going to make sure that they poison as many animals as they can. I know this stuff sounds archaic and crazy, but I mean, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. And then you look at all of the farmland to Mama Bear and Papa Bear's point, trying to run off the farmer's. You know, they did that a minute ago by making sure that all of that water just sat on top of those crops. I think it was last year or even the year before last. And you guys correct me in the chat, but you all know that there was a point of time where they just let all that water sit there. And so where did the farmers go when they don't have any way to rectify their crops? You've got all these crops that you cannot uh, you know, harvest, you can't take them to market. You can't get the money that you need to pay for the tractor or to pay for, you know, for mama's prosthesis or whatever. You don't have the money because the money was tied up in your land and your land had water preventing your major, major financial breakthrough from being harvested. So he's right. You guys, all the stuff that is going on is all done because they're um, they're being proactive in their thought process. Well, if you're thinking you can't get, if you're thinking you can go get food, well, we'll just poison all the water and mess up all the fish and mess up all the, all the, you know, all the deer. Now I want to ask you guys another question. Do you remember when I, almost every year, um, several years ago, and I don't know if it happened this year, it just became so commonplace that I don't even follow it anymore. But at the top of every year, there would be large, massive amounts of birds that would fall from the sky. Now, I'm not saying that these were edible birds, but I am saying that there was something that happened that was not naturally occurring. It was something that did happen, and it, not, it was not necessarily, oh, well, you know, it's just the time of the year that all of them just fall out of the sky. 
You know what I'm saying? Do you remember that? Am I the only oh. person that remember all them birds hitting the ground on those highways? <laughs> no, birds, um, fish, fish on the, uh, you know, um, uh, on the shores of lakes and, and oceans. I mean, you can go on and on. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I've heard so many different versions of why, you know, the, the, the earth's magnetic field is shifting and and then you have the uh you know of course the chemtrails which is probably a large factor but i mean you, you really don't know then then you uh talk about darpa but then they have sound waves that you know they're using as um as, as warfare um uh tools you know tools of war so i mean you never know you, you never know exactly what it is and you're saying that it sounds archaic or what have you but the fact remains is that it indeed is. But this is public knowledge. This is this is public. Like you can you can look it up and see that these are actual proposals that um, city councils and local governments have adopted uh, uh, aspects of them. And then on a uh, on a larger scale, then you know the, the 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 state government adopts it because the local um, representatives are down with it and then so on and so forth, but it is all trickled down from the top and the federal government has a firm game plan on how um, they want to divvy out this land. So when you have 11 regions of super metropolis or seemingly super metropolis, I guess, you know, they'll have 6, 6G, 7G by then and um, 8, 9, 10G. Um, and, but these are short waves. These are short waves. I'm not going to be able to communicate. You know, if I'm on the East Coast and you're on the, in, in your, you know, Midwest, I can't communicate with your city um, because they're short waves. The, this 5G is, 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 that's why they need it on every, you know, uh, every mile. They need a tower a mile apart because they're short waves and um, they don't, they don't go the distance. And, um, I'm not going to be able to communicate you uh, communicate with you long term, and then I'm fenced in in my mega metropolis, and then there's thousands or at least hundreds, if not thousands, of miles of just wilderness in between us. I can't get to you, and they have this designed. They have this um, already laid out. They're just executing the path to get there. Mm hmm. Well. I tell you what, I'm going to let you finish because we could talk about this portion for a very long time, but it all goes right back to where we just, you know, where we are now. Even when we get back to, you know, the Baphomet and the as, as above, so below and all that good stuff, it's going to ring us right back here because that is the agenda. That is the plan. The plan is to, you know, control. What do you see biblically as it relates to all of this stuff? Oh, biblically? Well, I wasn't going to go there this evening um, per se. I actually was as far as nuances. But since you're asking, this is what I see biblically. Um, the scriptures say, in, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll go prophetically. In Revelation, there's one thing that the lamb hates. When you read Revelation, you see that there's a lamb. He's the faith. He's the amen, the faithful and true uh, son. He's the one that gets crowned and, and, and gets to be seated uh, on the throne. He's the one who is worthy to open up the scrolls. 
So this this character, we know him as our, you know, as our savior. But um, this this individual tells the congregations, he tells seven assemblies at the beginning of Revelations, uh, 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 in the book of Revelation, that he hates a particular group of people. And I'm like, wow, this, you know, he's an all loving God and, you know, things of that nature. You're telling me that this guy hates somebody. He tells you he hates a particular group of people. He hates, he abhors the Nicolaitans. So when you look at the, uh, you know, so, right, so everybody's looking at these Come Nicolaitans. On. Well, who are the Nicolaitans? I don't know this nation. I've never heard of this nation. Um, are they who a group are of people? They? Tell us, tell us right. who so, are the Nicolaitans? Come on okay. with it. So, so, so look, the, the New Testament was written in the what? In the Greek. So let's do a word breakdown of the Nicolaitans. Come on. Okay, it's a compound word, Nico and Laetan. So the Nicolaitans, who, whom our Savior hates, by the way, are, okay, so the first word, Nico. That's where we get the word Nike from. Nico is the uh, is 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 the Greek god of victory. The one who is victorious, the one who wins victory. So just do it. <laughs> right. 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 So we're just so and that's why they're saying to just do it. Just do it cuz you know you're going to win. Just do it. Just do it. So so Nike is the root word, the, uh, uh, or is is the god of victory? And that root of that word is Nico. It's where you get the, uh, you know, where where we get Nicholas from, or um, um, you know, things things like that. Nikolai. Uh, yes, yes. So it means a victory. Okay. So laetin is a. It means the laity, the laity, the 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 lay. People, the layman, the commoner, the average guy, us, us, the people, the people. So the Nicolaitans are the ones who have victory over the people. The Nicolaitans are the ones who lord over the people. And the scriptures tell us that our Savior hates these guys. Let that sit in. Let yeah. that sit in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Doug, Doug Cooper just made him, he, he's been saying some, some really positive things in the chat. And I just want to take a break here just a second and please okay. hold your thought. Don't lose it. Um, you know, he's been talking about having, you know, faith in God and, and not, uh, and, and not uh, basically, um, you know, wavering to the things that would go on. So here he says, uh, y'all given too much credit for man. God can do any weather he wants. Uh, there was another comment that he made. It was a pretty good one here. Um, I know he was talking about a cyclone hitting and uh, he says, basically just give me a hut, fire and fish and God in control. Um, you know, I agree with everything you're saying, Doug, but sometimes we have to, we cannot separate the goodness of God from the situation that's going on. And I 110% agree with you. I just like to think of, you know, when we do, you know, shows like this on the channel, these are the the bells. This is this is not for well, you're obviously a very strong believer, Doug. Um, but this is not for the babes that are on milk. 
we pretty much come here like this and have this type of conversation every now and again. And it's specifically for the body of believers that are ready to, uh, first of all, we come here, we, we, we all sort of, you know, check our notes with each other. Oh my goodness, really? That's what I was thinking too. Well, gee whiz, that lets us know one thing. He's still talking to us and that according to the word, he's not going to stop. And so, yes, everything you're saying is correct. Um, and we don't give any credit to man. If we were, I think we would be saying things like, well, they got it under control. They wouldn't do that. Uh, they, they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Doug? They would be like, uh, we, we'd be like, well, no, no, they ain't going to do that to us. That's never going to happen because, you know, there's too many laws around for them to try something like that. You know what I mean? I think that would be more of our conversation. What we're saying is we see you. And because we see you, we need to make sure that each one of us that we're connected to stays awake. Amen. And that's the point is that we want to make sure everybody is staying awake. And I, and I agree. That's with, right. That's right. I agree. But I agree with Doug. Doug is like, he hitting, that's the kind of person I would want to be out there on the battlefield with, you know, somebody's like, nah, just give me some fish, <laughs> give me my hut and fire. And just God is in control. That is strong faith. That is powerful well, faith. Go ahead. I would I would like to land me back on what you were just um but thank you, you know, Doug. Uh, commenting on as far as the comment. Uh the, the thing the thing about it is that Yah is in control. He is firmly in control. And and uh, I'll touch on exactly what you said. We what we're doing is just making sure that the believing community is on the same the same page and that the enemy isn't pulling the veil over this one's eyes. But over here, the um, the veil is lifted and then we're not on the same page. So we can't exert the same strength and the same energy in the same direction at the same time because we're not on equal footing. So what we're trying to do is just get a a uh, um, a, a vast understanding that is on it, that is indeed on equal footing. And Yah is firmly in control, which is why all of these things are playing out. And that sounds backwards, but you have to grasp the larger picture. The thing is, is that Yah uses our enemies to allow his will to get accomplished. This is ultimately how the kingdom will usher itself in and will, and will be made manifest on earth by these things that are taking place right here, right now. What we're to do is not to try to stop it, what we're to do is find the covering to go hurry up and get under so we don't get melted and burnt up by the dart or by the dart in the, um, you know, fiery arrows. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. I agree with that. And it is important. It's really important that we do this. You know, it's, we have to encourage one another. We have to let, you know, cause I'm going to tell you something. And I understand to what I understand a hundred percent, you know, that sometimes talking about the things that we see so that we can all connect the dots and take it back to the word. Sometimes it can be misconstrued as, as, you know, uh, talking with, uh, with no faith or talking with no hope, but that's quite the contrary in this case. Um, and it's quite the contrary because we do know the word and we trust and believe that the father is in control of everything. He is in control of everything. But I believe that over the past four years specifically, that the body of believers have taken a really bad beating because we all got shook up. And I said this the other night. And to your point, Ronnie, 
we do need to look at this stuff because if our eyes are only focused on what we thought we were supposed to do, and that was to make sure that we, you know, um, you know, stay to ourselves and, you know, fellowship with one another, you know, pray for the president. As long as we got a good president in office, we'll be safe. That is so, that is such a bad mindset to have because you are saying that you primarily put all your trust in a human. And that is what we did do, not to the extent to where we had given up on our father. But the point that I'm making is the reason why the things that we are able to see now have been exposed is because the body was not doing what it was supposed to do in this earth realm. The body was not doing what it was supposed to be doing corporately in this earth. We got lackadaisical, we got relaxed, we got fat, we got happy, we made a little money here and there, and life was good. God was good because we had good, because we ate good, because we lived good. God was good. But what about the watchman on the wall? Where was the watchman when all of the festivities was going on? Was it one or two out in the wilderness shouting to everybody, hey, you guys, the hordes are coming? Hey, you guys, look at what's happening. Oh, no, that'll never happen. It's a book. I believe Rick Warren or one of them wrote a book. And I read it years ago, and I don't even remember the name of it, but I do remember the very important piece that this guy had on a one-year vision. You guys may remind me, it's a, it's a dream that he had. And every time he go to sleep, the father would pick him right back up and carry him into that. Well, we're living in that right now. And that particular passage that I'm talking about was where he said when he went up to warn everybody, he got to this park. And there were all the quote unquote Christians in this park just having a good time. They were, you know, cutting open the watermelon and everybody was drinking their punch and having a good time. The kids are basically playing games and all running around having. A, and he said, as he ran into the park, he started to scream the hells, the hordes of hell, they're coming. And then he went on to describe the people that were on these big giant horses in the back. He said they had giant vultures sitting on them with excrement coming all down on the people that they were sitting up on and they were throwing up and they were vomiting. Every time it looked as if one of the individuals that was in the rear of this gigantic battle, it looked like a battle that was walking through. So basically they had already had the war and this bad group of folks had won and the people that they had taken captive was at the back in the rear, right? And he said that as they were walking, he could see these giant birds throwing up on, on these people. And then he later learned that that group of people, the captors were Christians. Let that sink in. All while people thought everything was okay, that we had it under control, that happened. So what is the message for us that are all congregated here tonight talking? The mm. message is, we see what happened over the last several years. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. You're not crazy for what you see. What you have been seeing and you hear now corporately, we're all together talking about what we have all seen, what we've all been, quote unquote, praying for. And now the fruition is what we're dealing with in our conversation right now. You're not crazy. The stuff that you can see, you ain't nuts. You ain't lost your mind. I don't care what anybody tells you around you. You have a sound mind. I don't know who this is for, but your mind is right. He's talking to you. 
you are not gone. Hmm. Sometimes you might have to just sit back to yourself and pray to yourself, talk to him, just get somewhere and have a conversation with him. There are going to be a lot of people out there that will call you nuts, that will say you're out of your mind because of the visions that God is giving you, because of the things that he is showing you and nobody else seems to be seeing it at the same time. Those that are right around you can experience the exact same thing and they do not get it, but you ain't crazy. And I'm telling you right now, you ain't nuts. So these conversations are a needful thing. They're a good thing. They are a necessity and we will do them until such time as we are made incapable of it. And that as well is biblical. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is I can't just read the word and not understand it in its totality. I have to understand that the prophetic things that are given to us to understand in that Bible is for us to be prepared when it hits us. Why? Because if I'm prepared, that means I already did my study and I already know. And so that is why I believe that it is very necessary. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, well, I mean, it just goes back to to uh, knowing that we are being deliberately held back as far as the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we are supposed to obtain. And when we, uh, when we pull back the veil of the words, it lets you know that it's the Nicolaitans doing that is doing this, that is, that is indeed holding us back from receiving the keys to the kingdom. And um, it tells you in Revelation 2, when, when he's speaking to the assembly at Pergamos, he said that he knows the works um, that you are doing, you hold fast to his name, you have not denied the faith. Like, uh, you know, these things are, are well with you. Like, like uh, you, you're clinging on to what you know that is rooted in him. But these things I have against you. I'm reading, I'm, I'm starting, uh, I'm reading Revelation 2 verse 14. But these things I have against you because Yes, go ahead, Sandy. You can, or you can go ahead and put it, uh, send it to the email, and then I can pull it from there because I have the email up right now. So you can send it right now, to, but put it in the email so that way I can go ahead and snatch it. Sometimes when we use them here, they, um, and by they I mean the, uh, the, the, the ones that be, ha, they, they snatch them. So go ahead, the uh, email is open right now. I'll go ahead and pick it up from there. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yes, Revelation 2 and 14 says, but I have these few things against you because you have them, uh, they're them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. For so thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate, repent, or else I will come quickly and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So listen to the key words that is being that, that is being utilized to give you an underlying understanding of what's going on. He told you, he said that Satan dwells in this place and you're doing a great job at holding to you know to your faith and you're holding fast to my name. And this is the place where Satan dwells. 
But he says, but there's a couple things that I have beef with. And one of these things is that you're holding on to the doctrine of Balaam. Now, this is the doctrine of Balaam. He taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things that were sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Now look at the juxtaposition. The very next verse, he says, you have them that hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. The style, the style of the writing of, of Revelation, he's, he, he's putting them two together. When you're teaching doctrine that ends up being a stumbling block to Yah's children, that is the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And so what did he do? What did Balaam and Balak do? Balaam, um, Balaam was, the, uh, was the prophet that tried hard to, uh, to curse the nation of Israel. He got paid to do it by the king, he, the, the, but they, he couldn't do it. He said, every time I open my mouth to curse them, I ended up blessing them. He did that three times, blessed them three times. He was like, look, I just can't do it. You cannot curse Yah's people. You just can't do it. But what I can do is tell you how they can curse themselves. And what did he do? He brought a whole bunch of women from another nation down into their camp and seduced the men, the men laid with them, got down with them, and inadvertently ended up cursing themselves because they laid down with something foreign that wasn't of the camp. So this, this is what I'm saying, that uh, uh, spiritually, fornication, adultery, uh, we, we, we think fornication and adultery, like I cheated on my spouse or what have you. But it is uh, historically, it's a deeper, it's a, it has a deeper meaning. You are what you're doing is your interchangeably. A lot of people use it interchangeably. Okay, it, it, and it definitely can be interchangeably as far as how it's morphed in in, in the linguistics. But it ain't. <laughs> but but um, but the original connotation of fornication is cheating on your quote unquote God, cheating on your Elohim, cheating on on your the powerful one that has bought and redeemed you. That mm -hmm. is fornication. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting here, you're sitting here cheating. So it tells you that this is what I have against you, that you are under the Nicolaitans doctrines. You're cheating on me basically. And you don't even know. Then in verse 16, he further lets you know, repent or else I will come quickly unto thee and I will fight them with the sword of my mouth. So what he's telling you, why would he tell you that he's fighting them with the sword of his mouth? That, what is the sword of his mouth? It's the word, which is the truth. And he's going to fight them with the truth. So if I'm fighting you with the truth, that must mean the thing that you're giving me is a lie. It's the opposite. If I got to fight you with the truth, then that means this doctrine is the lie. So we have to pinpoint, we have to sift through the foolishness to pull out the lies of the powers that be that are the Nicolaitans. If you understand the Greek, that word is plain as day. The one who has victory over you. So what I'm saying is they have done their research and figured out how to have victory over you. They know you better than you know yourself. Because this is because they didn't do the research. 
their forefathers, forefathers, forefathers did the research and they just passed down that information among the upper echelons of the powers that be. And, they, and they're just executing the game plan. We're the ones who are lost in the shuffle because yeah. we don't know self. Yeah. So right now we want to take a quick moment here just to intercede on behalf of Teresa Morgan. Um, we just want to stand in the gap for her right now. You guys, I appreciate everybody that's praying uh, for her or standing in the gap or interceding for her right now. Um, we thank you, Father, that you are blessing her with a sound mind because that's what you declared in your word that we would have. That those that love you, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Father, you know what I mean. You said that you would give us a sound mind, that we are not of fear, that we are not to allow fear to attack us because you've not given us that spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Why? Because if we look at you and we keep our eyes on you and we don't worry about the things that people are saying or doing around us, you will take care of our mind as long as we keep it stayed on you. So we pray right now for her and we intercede right now for her that she has a sound mind because you gave her one. We glorify you. We thank you that anything that she has that is a lack, oh God, we stand and, and we stand right there in the gap for her and we pray that you would meet the need, oh God. Everything is yours. It all belongs to you. And so we glorify you and we praise you right now. We call it done. We call it done. We call those things that be not as though they were so any area that she has lack, you will let your perfect will be done and you will take care of her because she is yours. And we agree with her right now and we touch with her. We touch and agree that all the needs that she has in her mind and her body and her household and her life and the life of her family around her, everything she has need of, Father, you will take care of it. We thank you right now. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we just have to pull back the veil and cut to the chase and then figure out, well, who are the Nicolaitans? It's the political power structure that's all around you. They're the ones holding you down. They're the ones telling you what you can't do, what you can't, the type of speech that you can put out, type of speech that you can't put out. And then they put it under the guise of free speech, but they're still regulatory. How do you, how can you regulate free speech? <laughs> Well, I think you said it earlier. It's all the upside down. It's everything that's backwards. They tell you that it's free speech, but you know, it's not going to be free because it's going to cost you something. <laughs> it, it, they say it's free speech, but there is no free speech. I mean, anytime you can take a whole entire president off of a platform and then you got platform wars, which was all orchestrated. We do know that. But I'm just saying, you know, they, they take the highest cat in the land to let you know that we're going to subdue you too. So there is no such thing as that in this culture, right? But there is a great day of rectification, and I want you to talk about that. Yeah, well, well, that, that's what I'm getting at. So when you boil it down to its lowest common denominator, you find out who these Nicolaitans are. And in that day, they were the Romans that were oppressing the people. We're talking about Revelation here, and uh, this guy... Um, John was writing it while he was on a, he he was um on an island uh and he was imprisoned and that island Patmos was it belonged to the Roman Empire like he's clearly talking about the Roman power structure so this is what I'm getting at we still are in Rome and if not by metaphor 
we literally are built on Rome. And this is what I want to bring to the table this evening. Um, and, and, and so all of that is laid out so that you know that these guys, seriously, 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 we have been, uh, they, they've made us their team mascots, uh, their team players, their team um, cheerleaders, their team uh, uh, advertisers, uh, what have you, whatever role that you played. They made us that. And then we're um, infighting is what we're doing. You think, uh, uh, oh, you're fighting left and you're fighting, you're fighting for the right. And so we're not in fight. We are in fighting as a collective. And um, they indeed are the enemy because their whole entire paradigm is built on the statutes of Rome. And Rome is the Nicolaitans. And your savior, who you profess to love, hates them. Ooh, wait a minute. Stop right there. <laughs> you said it once, but then it just became Rama when it hit me like that. I was like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Yo, what? Yes, that part. That part. So that's why we must pray his will be done and nothing else for these entities because we don't know who's real and who ain't, and he do. We pray his will be done. Hallelujah. And that's all we can do. And then we stand on the rock and we watch everything crumble. We watch 10,000 fall all around us, but we are unscathed. Even our toes, our, our feet shall not, like, you, man, you can, you're not going to smite me by day. You know, I mean, my feet is not going to dash upon nerped stone. Nerped. Because we got the angels watching charge over us. He says, I've given my angels charge over you to take care of you in all your ways, lest you dash your foot on narrow stone. Listen, I know you got the Hebrew on that. I'm not even going to say it again in English because I already know you got the Hebrew on that scripture. It's something heavy, ain't it? Something we didn't even think about, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when, when it comes down to it, when you do do the research, we all are stones. We all are stones. We all are stones. He so is we not going to fall over our own feet. Well, He's the chief cornerstone, and he's been he's actually put down either to be either to be a stone that we can step upon to move into the next uh, into the next phase of life, or he's going to be a stumbling block. It's the same exact stone, but some of us are going to be lifted up by it, and some of us are going to stumble by it. But Look we all that. stones. Look at that. Look at what Teresa just said. She says Romans have corrupted Christianity. So many well-meaning people are so confused and they and don't even know it. And when you tell most of them, they refuse to believe it. Wow. This is true. This is true. This is true. That's why we have to sit back and ask ourselves, why? Why do I know this? Why do I know that I know this? Why do I think that I know this? Why do I profess to know this? Who told me this? Why do I really know this? Did I vet the vetting of the vetting process? Did I vet, like who? Who's a vetee? <laughs> who's a vetter and who's a vetee? Like we really have to ask constantly, why do I know this? Double check yourself, double check yourself. 
This is this is what I'm saying. If you always double check yourself, no one will ever have to correct you because you've already corrected yourself. Amen. If you judge yourself, this is what my my wife likes to say. Judge yourself. If you do that, no one will ever have to judge you because you've already done the judge. You've judged yourself, and you're in good standing. I've said this before on your platform. You have to learn to bend. We all have to learn to bend to the truth. Mm, that's rich and so true and so true. And it, and it ties right in with having the heart of a child because, you know, you have a young tree. That young tree will bend. And even if you're old, but you have the heart of a child when you're approaching everything dealing with you, then you see it is it is necessary to make sure that you are pliable and you can be used by him. We only have a few more moments to go here. We've got about half an hour and I really want you to dig deeper into this Pope thing that I see. And then I yeah. want to read a story that was sent to us. Go right ahead. And so, so pull up, um, pull up. Okay. So I sent you two emails actually. So don't, don't lose that second email in the shuffle, but don't pull that, uh, that link up yet, but definitely pull up that first link and let's, uh, screen share that really quick. Okay, now I'll do that just a moment here. Okay, so let me go ahead and break down the premise. So so um, we pulled back the veil and we know that these Nicolaitans whom your savior hates is the Romans. It's the whole Roman empire. It's the Roman concept. It's the Roman train of thought. It's the Roman mindset. So when we move forward, um, uh, okay, and then we talked about how our fathers, our, our, our quote-unquote founding fathers, the patriarchs of America, they've come from um, the line of the Age of Enlightenment, the, 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 the French Revolution, which brought them to this, uh, you know, to, to, to this land and built and established things that we uh, see as democratic and things like that. But they were, they were clearly on a whole other page. They were esoteric in nature. And we see that in the illustration that, that the artist, uh, how he depicts our patriarch, George Washington. And it's very interesting that that is the same depiction of Baphomet. So um, uh, that gives you a, a, a interestingly awkward, like grim outlook of, it's just a weird, you know, it's, it's everything isn't, what it seems to be on surface level. So now we're entering into this quote unquote new world, right? So this is what I want to bring to the table and I'm just gonna say it, then I'm gonna go ahead and make it sound. Washington DC, of course we know this. Washington DC is borrowed land from Virginia and Maryland. That little chunk that was in the middle of Virginia and Maryland, which became Washington District of Columbia, do the research, look it up. That plot of land, that whole entire that that entire land was owned by a guy named Francis Pope in the 1600s. His uh, his family owned it until the 1700s. That plot of land was called Rome, Maryland. Listen to what I just said. The plot of land where Washington, D.C. sits on was called Rome, Maryland. It sat in the middle, right at the borderline of Virginia and Maryland. It is no coincidence 
that we decided to be, okay, so when you do the research, you'll find out that the plot of land where the U.S. Capitol building, now don't, don't, don't pull that one. Oh, yeah, 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 you can pull that one up. Yeah, pull that one up. Um, the, 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 uh, the deed, that's a deed that I uncovered, a land deed, just to let you know that I'm not, I'm not talking no noise, man. I'm saying some stuff that is, that is evident, like you can find this stuff. So, so um, it's really interesting. The plot of land at the United States Capitol, it's called Capitol Hill. That plot of land that the United States Capitol was built on was called Rome, Maryland. They called it, uh, and then and then of course they went down the line, and then it ended up being Washington D.C., named after George Washington. So the Potomac River, it went all the way up into that little plot of land that's called Rome, Maryland, and then it's the Potomac Creek now. But it was called the Tiber, which is the main river that is in, <laughs> that is in Rome. So I mean, like they definitely grabbed that plot of land. Wow. On purpose to make that the capital. And then I'm telling you that the very place where what happens in the capital? Laws. Laws are passed at the Capitol building. Our laws, the very seat of what is constituted as laws in this land, is sitting on a plot of land called Rome. I'm, I can't make this stuff up, man. That's the, like this stuff. Wow. We're literally. <laughs> I know. You know what it's like. Sometimes while you're talking, it's like it, it, it. You hear it, but then wait a minute. You go, whoa, wait a minute. It's like a double. Like like you moved your head back twice. Like what? Yikes. I mean, it, it, I mean, and this is what I mean when I say because the nuances of, of, of what you uncover is un is just woe ish. So it's like um, you can't make this stuff up. The guy, the, the, the gentleman that owned that the, the plot of land got it from his father. He's the second. Uh, so, so and his name was Francis Pope. So it's just so crazy that this guy's name is Francis Pope. And then the Pope's name. It's it's coincidental. The Pope's name is Pope Francis, and and there's wow. never been there's never been a Pope Francis. There's never been a Pope Pope Francis. Francis is a is a is is um, unprecedented name. Wait a minute. Why do I think I've heard of a Pope Francis? Then was it another name what? that he had? A, a, like a first name something, and then the middle name Pope or something. So this is the only Pope. So this is the Pope Francis. Pope, this Francis. Is, Pope Francis is Pope Francis. He ain't never, he's a Je and then he's a Jesuit. At that. Mm. He and then he's the only Jesuit. He's the only Jesuit. So um so but 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 you know because his name isn't Francis is what I'm getting at. Like they give you a pope name when you become, you know, when you come correct uh, popeified, you know. <laughs> when, when you get popeified, you know, when you enter into your pontification, you are um, given the name. Mm -hmm. And so, so I just find it very, uh, very interesting. I'll say, I'll just say interesting. It is quite interesting to uncover interesting. that the person that owned Rome, Maryland, that plot of land, his name was Francis Pope. Say it again. 
Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. So the so 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 the land deed owner was uh, uh that owned Rome, Maryland. His name is Francis Pope, and that plot of land is where our U.S. Uh, Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol building sits on. Now, can you read that? If you look in the notes, like uh, uh, we're clearly talking about this this guy named Francis Pope. He's of Charles County. If you look down in the notes, one, two, three, four, the fourth little blurb, I, I guess it was a paragraph or what have you, read that. You want me to read it? I got to pull it up if you want me to read it. I was muted. Sorry. And I'm just reading along. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hold on just a second. So it says this land is in now, now way. Hmm. I think it means in no way. This land is in no way Washington. No, is in now day. Is in now day. Oh, thank you. This land is in now day. Washington District of Columbia, Prince George's County, Charles County Court and Land Records, Lieber F, page 47. It looks like uh, 1, 1 January 1674, indenture of Richard Penner and William Penner Planter, wow, to Philip Lins, in holder for 10,000 tobacco par a parcel called the Father's Gift lying on the east side of Anacostia River, bounded by Rome, belonging to Francis Pope and Laron Stone of John Luger, containing 500 so acres. The, so this 500-acre plot that where the U.S. Capitol sits on, the boundaries of it was called Rome. Yes, that's what it says. It was Tibet. It was Tibetan, and this guy, literally, like, you can find it in the archives. His name is Francis Pope, and he's the one who initially owned it. And Laron Stone. Wow. Lay, L-A-Y, Ron Stone. Lay Ron Stone of John Luger, containing the 500 acres. Richard Penner Mark, William Penner Whit, Thomas Holgar, George... Dowell, Mark, and James Blank. So that means that's their signatures. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. So so this is so this is what late sixteens. Correct. This is you know sixteen seventy four. Okay. And so this is late sixteens. So we know that. Um, all right. We'll go to the next. What what else did I send to you? I'm just letting you know who, uh, that I just find it fascinating that my man who owned this property is called Francis. His name is Francis Pope. And right now in the in the juncture that we're at, the guy is called Pope Francis. That's just very interesting. It is. And, and he's got a lot to say about what's going on in Washington right now that that tops it. Um, there's only three links in the two emails total. We've already looked at the first two, and this is going to be the final one of those. Um, could be that it may not have uh, synced or whatnot, didn't, didn't jump on board when you uh, when you sent it. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but this is ama amazing. Oh, wait, there's the ancestry records for Francis Pope. Let's just do it. I'm sorry. I'm nosy. I told you guys I have to look at it. Okay. Oh, did I, did, is, that, is that what I sent to you? 
No, I just okay, saw the you... hyperlink at the bottom after after him. Okay. Uh, his name. This just is... corroborate. Yeah. All, all, all I'm saying is that this corroborates the historical uh, aspect. You know what I mean? Like the, this, this solidifies it in the historical um, uh, data bank or what have you. That yeah. um, this place was called Rome. That uh, you know, um, they uh, the 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 family that owned it or what have you. So, mm. did I not? Did I not? Mm. Okay. No, there's just well, this the, is what let, let me just show you a couple points that I'm that I'm actually getting at. Uh, um, Washington D.C. is also inadvertently called the city on seven hills. So is Rome. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. It's called the city on seven hills. The scripture tells you about the city on seven hills in um in uh in, in scripture it lets you know that the city on seven hills um that's where the bee sits well so, you know I, I, i'm amazed are you guys getting anything out of this i know that i am i know i'm getting a lot of information out of this and again it just pulls it all together it just ties everything together and it lets us know what we see in our dreams, what we hear, what we piece together, what sort of strikes us as odd is striking us as odd for a reason. So this is amazing. This is so absolutely I'm, amazing. Absolutely. And I'm not and, and I'm not I don't want I'm not crazy when because I know you've heard me um, at, at the very least su uh, suggest that America is wrong. I'm literally telling you, America is wrong. <laughs> America <laughs> is wrong. You know, it, it, it's so funny. I'm going to say this because, um, so let's just talk about the goofiest stuff that we've ever heard that when you think about it, you say, hmm, makes you go, hmm, it could be true. You know, there was um, a time where people were even saying, oh, well, look at Utah, all the names. And I said, no, nah, the names that are in Utah, people named them after the Bible. It wasn't because of the Bible. But then I sort of start looking at the oldest trees that the, there was some like coordinates given and some directives given with regards to some large trees. The oldest trees are in this particular place. And you may know what I'm talking about. It was saying, um, there's a scriptural passage, and forgive me, I don't remember the one that, you know, the one that it is specifically, but I know we got a lot of Bible scholars here that are co-laborers with us. And so I know they're going to know, and you may even know, but there is a passage that talks about these oldest trees and it's giving you a, it's giving you a vantage point or a view of, um, I believe it is, I don't want to say Jerusalem, do I? No, I want to say the promised land, basically the promised land. Let's just say that. And it's talking about how these giant strong trees have been there forever and they are the oldest trees. And he's very specific in saying that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm going to tell you where those trees are if you do. No, no, continue, continue. Okay. So it 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 lands in the fact that though where are the oldest trees basically in the world? Does anybody know? Some of the oldest trees are, you know, they got to be in one in, in one country on one continent. I mean, they can't be everywhere, right? So where are the oldest trees? Does anybody know? I know we have a school teacher in the house. We have two at least. I know we've got um, a, a paralysis by analysis, and I know Black, Black Spring with Autumn. 
Um, and then we've got a lot of folks in here who just know history and know something about topography. Is there anybody that wants to tell me where the oldest trees are? I hate I hate being wrong, but I'm going to take a stab and say California. There you go, my friend. There you go, my friend. So you got California, that whole region. You got California. You've also got the old... Um, uh, all the older areas of the, you know, up up in another state, of course, but you got the Yellowstones, you got that whole entire region, but especially California, where you've got all those big gigantic trees, the sequoias, and you got all the all those big trees, those strong, 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 strong trees. That's where they are. So when you think about that, okay, so we've got some folks saying Lebanon. We've got some folks saying, again, Lebanon and then Joshua Tree. But if you guys look up some of the trees that are in the Redwood Forest and all of those, those different areas or regions of California and all the other adjacent states to it, there are some very old trees. Now, taken, now, now we're not saying by any stretch of the imagination that, that the United States is not the United States. We're not saying that. What we're saying is there are some very unique similarities uh, to this. And, and so with that said, there was also something shown just recently that I was like another, hmm. Okay. So Susan Donahue says that San Francisco has seven hills and a golden gate. Nope. It is California, Teresa says. So <clears throat> Keeping that in mind, there are old, 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 old maps that for whatever reason folks are trying to hide, but these old maps show California as an island, as an island. And again, for everybody who has looked at, you know, uh, land masses and you've studied how, you know, uh, different things can cause you know, uh, land, uh, water to evaporate and sit in and cities to, you know, become closer or, you know, the glacial things that'll happen. It'll make, make the topography or the land change different for, you know, making the different formations. But California is shown specifically as an island. Makes you wonder why people think that it can break off. Hmm. Just wondering. And that my friends was free. Go right ahead, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not suggesting that you know uh, America is Rome in the in the geography sense, but definitely in the uh, the mindset of of the the proponents that created and constructed and founded and put all you know uh, how they built it, how they arranged it, and um, the principles behind it, it is clearly Rome, the Greco-Roman era resurrected uh, all of its concepts, because where do we get the Senate from? We get that from the, you know, Greco-Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where do we get, you know, House of Represent? We get all of these um, infrastructural governmental um, uh, principles and offices and how they operate from the Greco-Roman uh, political system. So this whole structure is a resurrection. Uh, Ro Rome is indeed the um, the head with the wound in it um, that was uh, unto death that was resurrected, and it was resurrected in the Americas. It was it was it was uh, re envisioned and brought back to life through the construction of the American gov uh, the American government. And um, when we move forward. We, we we see it we see we definitely see it play out um the that property 
is called Rome and Francis Pope owned it. Somehow or another, I couldn't uncover the, uh, you know, the ins and outs of how it got out of his family's hand. But it and but I can kind of tell because I can kind of see because the, the powers that be are land grabbers. And we, you know, we, we can see that going on right now. We can see every instance of, of history in its nefarious, uh, in all of its nefarity. We can see these things playing out right here in the right now. No, you so, didn't just say nefarity. <laughs> in all of its. In all, in all of its nefarity. I want to tell you about that gentleman. You know how you had that one preacher? He he couldn't speak well, but he really had a good heart. And his heart was just to teach the word and all in the Ferretarians and not a lot. Anyway, it's hilarious. Okay, so where is the oldest tree in the world? The oldest individual tree in the world, which is a great basin bristlecone pine is located in the white mountains of california and is estimated to be 5066 years old scientists have hidden the identity of the tree for its protection and the second oldest tree is <laughs> is the methuselah another great oh, basin methuselah uh -huh. another great basin bristlecone pine which is 4,848 years old. Um, also above here, you're gonna see some old trees in the, in, in the area. If you just remove the borders from California, then you got what, you just go right into Nevada. You can just, I mean, you know, right into uh, all the other neighboring states. You go right into Arizona, you go, so it's all one, right? So some of the older trees are here the, and uh, the name is called the Prometheus. The species, again, is a great basin bristle cone, and it's in Wheeler Peak, Nevada. Uh, Methuselah, obviously, and, it, and the first one that I just read was 4862, so that's how old it is. And then you've got um, this one. Where is this located? The Patagonian Cypress. Huh. Let me just click this. And, oh, but it's Wikipedia. Mm, how much can we trust? I don't know. Let's go in, shall we? We shall go in. Okay, so let's see here. I want to look at that one. So the Prometheus, and then you've got the Patagonian Cypress. Okay, so where is this one located? Mm, it's in north. It's in southern Chile and Argentina. Okay, all, we're all we're still talking the same area. I mean, even if you just go way, 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 way out, it's all in the Americas. Um, with the exception of, you know, a couple of these on here. So you got the majority of them are all in the United States. So you got the giant sequoia and the giant sequoia is in, uh, let's see, the articles about the species commonly called the giant sequoia uh, or giant redwood for the species commonly called the coast redwood. See sequoia, serpersamasam, samikirianginis. Can't say <laughs> that goes along with you and your stuff you was talking about. Okay, so here it is. Wow, look at that. The Simpson Reed Grove Coast Redwoods, Route 199 in California. The Redwood Highway at Jedediah Smith State Park near Crescent City, California. We're going down to the Jedediah's house down there in Crescent City. You see that? You see that? Oh my goodness, that's huge. Miss Sandy Aaron took the words out of my mouth in her comment when she says that Bohemian Grove is among the uh, redwoods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I saw that, and she's absolutely right. 
She's absolutely right. So you know, that's, that's where they do the cremation of care, and they, and and they're just hanging out in there for a week on yeah, end, and they don't, they don't mean any harm. Yeah, they don't mean any harm. Yeah, and, and it, they are literally, uh, you know, yeah. Of course, they're hanging out and yeah. and soaking in some hot tub somewhere, but yeah, yeah of course, you know, they're sitting around a round table, mm-hmm. formulating that- a game plan on mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. with 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 the. Uh, with the common folk. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the Nicolaitans. Okay. So listen, the majority of them from here, where we are right there, all the way up are in the United States. They do not start to change uh, countries other than with the exception of Chile. Okay. It does not change countries until you get down here to the year to 2,419 years old. And guess where that is? That's in Zimbabwe. And then after that, it's Sri Lanka. And then again, it picks right back up with the United States. And then another northern part of the U.S., which would be what of the Americas, which would be Canada. Okay, you know, it's 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 above us. Um, but then it's all everything, with the exception of a couple, are literally a couple are in the North America region. I'm gonna have to say that would bear some studying. I would not just discount this. I, I, I just I, because it would. There's too many things that line up with what we would call a coinky dink. You see what I'm saying? It's just too many that would just that can't be a coinky dink, and it can't be a coinky dink that you just pulled up this whole entire deed with Francis Pope as the owner of that specific part of the. The United States, that, that specific part of the world. It's it's just it's just not. It, it just can't exactly. be. So um, we're coming right up on the two-hour mark. This has really been an enriching conversation. We never get to the bottom of it because I always interject and got something to say. And then, you know, he's like, well, next time we're talking on the phone, you need to just go ahead on and plug up the recorder. You need to go plug up the cross so we can just get all the good stuff out. Um, and that's the truth. But this is still enrichment because we're all able to sit here and chat and talk with each other. Um, but I got humans to get ready for school tomorrow. So I know uh, we can be here for maybe another 10 minutes and take us up to the two hour mark. And in that case, I'm going to sit back and be quiet and I'm going to let you go ahead and finish it. But Anthony Van Zant says America triangulated Egyptian and Roman Empire and Freemasonry and Knights Templar geo symbolism. And on that, I'll pass it back to Ronnie Man. So with with ten minutes, uh, I'll definitely just uh, uh, tie it all in. So um, so we have we clearly have Rome on the deed. Like Rome, it was it was called Rome, and then coincidentally enough, my guy's name was Francis Pope. So that's a tie-in right there, which is extremely interesting. But moving forward into time, as to when they actually built the capital, how did they obtain that land? Um, I mean, you can speculate uh, or you can dig in deeper than what I've dug uh, from, you know, the angle from where I've dug and uh, find out exactly how they acquired the land. But nonetheless, it ended up, if you ask me, I think they're land grabbers or they manipulated some type of legislation to be able to obtain that particular piece of land because it was, you know, vital um, you are very muffled. You cannot eat a mouthful of popcorn and do this. I've tried it, but I had something Am stuck in my molar. Way in the back of my molar, I was eating the popcorn and I was trying, but I got stuck in my molar. <laughs> you were sounding muffled. You clear now. Oh, 
Okay, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, I, I don't know how much of that you missed, but I'm just going to keep on moving forward. Um, the uh, if you ask me, they acquired it through land grabbing, and you can see that through you know, um, Bill, uh, Billy, Billy Gates type type tactics or whatever farm landing, uh, farmlands and things like that. But uh, it ended up come time for the uh, Capitol building to be constructed, it ended up in the hands of the Carols, the, the 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 land and the deed and the property. It landed up in the hands of the of the Carols. If we know um the signers of the Declaration of Independence, Daniel Carroll signed the Declaration of Independence. So Daniel Carroll is among one of our founding fathers. And uh he, um, incidentally enough, was a Roman Catholic who was a Jesuit. And he gifted the land to the federal government to construct the U.S. Uh, Capitol building. And today it's called Capitol Hill. Um, like I said, Here's another tie-in. He is a he was a Roman Catholic Jesuit, and we have a Jesuit pope today, so I find that interesting. Uh, his brother John Carroll, coincidentally, was the first Catholic bishop of America, and he also founded Georgetown University. Um, so I just find that all of these nuances that tie back to Rome. Uh, I mean, much less the blatant fact that Capitol Hill sits on Rome is just like, it's a wow moment. It's a wow moment. I think that we should consider the things that have been buried underneath the shellac. And I think that we should tie everything in as a community of believer back into the prophetic uh, things that are uh, the prophetic uh uh, principles that the watchmen on the wall are required to stay vigilant and, and watch. Mm, 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 mm. That was some good eating. I hope you guys are full on the word. That was really, really good. We appreciate you for that, my brother. Um, if you can see on the screen right now, you guys, that was awesome, especially tying in all the stuff that we all, you know, everything that we that we thought we knew, now we really know better, right? This is the story that I said I wanted to uh, bring to you guys. And this is actually the link. Remember, there was a link that um, Sandy was asking if she could put it in the chat. <laughs> yes, this is exactly where we're headed. You know, I don't know, but Sandy, you and I, as well as uh, Rachel Manziel and a whole lot of other folks here in the chat, we all seem to be sort of like, do, 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 do. I know, you know what I mean, Sandy, do, 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 Sandy Aaron, all of you guys. So this says the top rabbi, America is collapsing and Israel must step up as the new world superpower. And all the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you, Genesis 12, 3, the Israel Bible. One of Israel's most respected rabbis, Rabbi Shemil Elihu, has released a statement on the status of America as a warning world, as excuse me, as a waning world superpower. 
and a message of hope for Israel to fill the void. This particular rabbi is the chief rabbi of Safed and a member of the chief, chief rabbi night, rabbinite council, rabbinite, or, or, or is that rabbinite, like rabies, rabbinite council. The big crisis that is currently happening in America regarding the outcome of the United States election, this particular rabbi says, explains that the schism is deeper than last week's incident at Capitol Hill, saying the big crisis that is currently happening in America didn't start with the storming of Capitol Hill. It started with the, democracy, the Democratic Party's lack of confidence in Trump's presidency and expressed the fiery protest across the United States and his being labeled in every possible derogatory manner. The rabbi added that the lack of Republican trust in America's election process also contributes to the crisis. He says, quote, with tremendous sorrow, we can recall the event as part of the process of the United States descending from the stage of world history. And it's a sad moment, but it's happening. Pharaoh fell too. Recalling the fall of the ancient Egypt, uh, the rabbi uses the historic precedent to back up his claim saying, this is, this is a quote, this is not the first time a superpower fail because of a crisis of values and return to being an ordinary country among other nations. That is what happened to Egypt and Rome in the old days. That is what happened to the Ottoman Empire approximately a century ago. All the way to the Russian Empire that collapsed 30 years ago, both of whom collapsed due, uh, due to a failure of values that led to their demise, as well as a decline in their great power as world leaders. Rabbi Eliyahu also recalled the collapse of France and Great Britain, who were once considered part of the four powers that ruled the world. He added that they collapse just as Europe as a whole is collapsing because of values or lack thereof. Values of political correctness. The values of justice were replaced with those of political correctness and the family values have been replaced with those of hedonism. The birth rate fell below the red line and that caused the European leaders to open up the floodgates to mass Muslim migration that would fill the void. And the euro started to totally lose its character. The rabbi continues, he sees the developments unfolding as an opportunity for Israel to step up and take America's place as the world superpower. And he supports his proposition by calling Israel a world leader in family values, saying, we've been called upon to fill this vacuum. There are problems inside the state of Israel as well. But unlike Europe, Israel leads the world in sustainability and a stable family values. Wow, in stable family values, the average amount of children per Israeli women is double the average of the Western world, he says. And this is what propels Israel's economy and creativity forward. Israel also leads the globe in the least amount of children from single mothers, he says. That was a quote. Regarding a potential insurrection, Rabbi says he refers to the destruction of a second temple as the evidence that a similar situation cannot reoccur, saying, as far as governmental stability is concerned, we are not similar in any way. 
There cannot be an anti-governmental revolution in Israel with all the allegations we have regarding this and the corruption in that system of government. None of us have aspirations of a military revolt. We all recall the heavy price, the destruction of the second temple, and it can't be repeated. The rabbi also said that because Israel trails the Western world in alcohol and drug consumption, he goes on to say, no pretentious but Torah. No pretentious but Torah. Acknowledging that the proclamation could come across as condescending. The rabbi explains that it's all a part of God's plan saying Israel is stable and is called upon to take the place as the world's leader in values. And I realize that too many people, this to too many people, this sounds very pretentious, but this is the template that G with no O, of course, God promises our forefather Abraham and all the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you, Genesis 12, 3. Now, <laughs> I don't know, that was a mouthful, Ronnie, but this is a story that I really did want to, uh, to read. And I'm so glad that she sent that link to us because it's a great place to end the night. It honestly is. So now let's put some things together. If you guys remember a while ago, I was talking about how uh, cuddly uh, China had become with Iran. <clears throat> I don't know whether you remember that or not, but China had become really cuddly with them. They had signed some type of, uh, they, they signed an agreement really to try to get all kinds of things that they needed. They were going to be the strong arm for them and they were going to help them out, right? Okay. Now, who else did you see them hugged up with? And by them, I mean China. And I, I wish I had the time. I wish I were prepared to have pulled this up, but they were all hugged up with Israel. Everybody was cuddle buddies. I don't know whether you guys know that they're all cuddle buddies, but who else is a cuddle buddy to help out, you know, all the other folks. So you got the cuddle buddies that are in China cuddling up to Iran. Now you got two enemies of America together. And then you got the one that doesn't care who they hang out with as long as they get their way. Right. And that would be none other than Israel. So now you got all of them cuddle budding together. They're all cuddling. Right. And then you got to add on to that Russia. You got to. Why? Because if you're going to pull China in it, you got to pull them. They're all together. So now what big deal and what big war would take place with all of these individuals sort of getting together and turning on everybody? I mean, I don't know, Ronnie. Can you give me a number of what that could be? What what number of war would that be? What? Tell me, what is that? What, what, what are those four buddies hanging around for? I mean, obviously, Israel did not care about all of the sacrifice that this previous outgoing president did to, you know, to just pour out everything that he did for them to include giving the name of Jerusalem as the capital. Okay. As opposed to just leaving it with Tel Aviv, he did that. Okay. Some would say great deal. That's not the point. Okay. Great or not great. I'm not moved by either, but what do you think he is thinking right now? And where do you see all of this biblically? Where do you see it, Ronnie man? Well, where do I see it? Biblically, um, I'll just use uh, biblical um, verbiage then. Um, we won't say, you know, World War Three. you know, like using modern day terminology. Let's talk about Gog and Magog. So when you look at Revelation, there, there is a war. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Go ahead. 
There is a war, and you can call it World War III. You, uh, I mean, but look at the players. Look at all the players in current events. Go back into. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just giving you the blueprint so you can do the work because everybody has to bring something to the table. So let us not come empty-handed, but let us do our due diligence. Go back. Do it's in Revelation. I'll give you that. So go into Revelation look, look, and, and match it up. Match up all the key players yeah. in today's headlines mm -hmm. and look at the key players in the Gog, Magog situation. Gog, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and of course, they're going to be called different nations because that was, you know, some odd years ago. Mm -hmm. But do the research and find out who this nation is today, who mm -hmm. this nation is today, who this nation is today. You will be surprised on how accurate prophecy is lining up with, uh, you know, end time prophecy is lining up with headline news on CNN. That's creepy, but you're right. <clears throat> I mean, as far as the stuff that we can't, as far as the stuff that we cannot overlook, you know what I'm saying? The things that we just can't overlook. There's some things you just can't overlook. There's some things you just can't make up. All of the stuff, including what this cat just said was off the rails. That is totally off the rails. You know, the, let me tell you why I say it's off the rails, because there was an actual foot study that was done and people were walking around the streets of, you know, different parts of Israel, which is really not even about the landmass. I wish people would get that through their mind. It's not about those people who are there. It's not about the landmass. OK, Israel is a people. Let that just sit there for a second. It's not about that landmass. All right. Um, none of those folks were even from there until they became, until they declared, until they wouldn't set their makeshift flag in the ground like they do when they capture land at, in any battle. Whenever you see a battle, they always go and stake their claim. They take their flag and they, uh, this is my place now. You guys all know that, right? So when people start to do this whole thing about what Trump just did recently, which I, you know, I, I came and I read that whole thing where he was talking about, uh, you know, making it a, a double is going to give you a double portion of, of uh, against the law isms over, you know, anti-Semitic stuff. And I think you and I were talking about that at that time, Ronnie, um, you know, the whole anti-Semitic piece, how you will be in big trouble now, even bigger trouble than the other stuff that they did if they feel in any way that you are being anti them. So Absolutely. you see, so really it, 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 I just want to ask the question to anybody who would be bold enough to answer. If those ain't the people, then who is? Hmm. Let's just put it on out there. If those ain't the people, who is? If 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 Israel is is a people, and those cats over there we know ain't them, then who is? I'm gonna let that sink in. Yeah, yeah, and um, we actually can go into great depth to get down and pinpoint to tell you exactly who those people are versus who the people are. But we're gonna be here for the next two weeks straight. It's gonna be the longest. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> well, you know what? I I appreciate that because you're right. It will take forever for us to get to it, and so we're gonna go on ahead and start to close it on up. But you guys, I want to let you know about a couple of great uh, reminders. This Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have a guest that will be coming live with us, and uh, that is none other than Mr. Royston Potter. He will be here, and I will be interviewing him on this coming Wednesday at, uh, I believe it's seven o'clock PM, but there is a link that's out there right now that shows an upcoming live. He will be my guest and I will be interviewing him. 
and so I want to get down to know exactly who he is and what makes him tick because he is one of the most outstanding people that I have had the opportunity to meet. He is, again, a very learned man, a man who does love our Father in Heaven, and he just has a heart for people. And so I am so pleased that he graciously accepted the invitation, and he will be here with us this coming Wednesday, and that will be at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, actually, I believe it's posted for 7.15 because we have a 7 o'clock call, so we will be there at 7 o'clock. Um, but then, of course, the, uh, the, the line here will open at 7.15. Uh, it will be a call in because we're using the Blog Talk apparatus to pull everything together. He's calling in. And, you know, if there are people who want to call in, I'm certainly uh, not opposed to that. But again, uh, it will be Roy Potter who will be here with me this coming Wednesday. A wonderful treat for us right before we go into Saturday's guest, who is, and I was corrected by her this evening. She goes, well, no, no, don't put the quotes there. <laughs> She's an awesome woman. And what did she tell me? She says, no, no. I am the owner and legally she is the owner. And I was so appreciative of that. We will have a wonderful guest by the name of Sophia Stewart. She is the owner of and the creator of um, the matrix, plain and simple, the matrix and the terminator. She is the creator. And so we are blessed to have her come out this next Saturday. You can bring your friends, your barrels of popcorn, anything else you want to bring. We'll have a lot, a very, very good week that's coming up with some healthy information. You know, I really do enjoy this time that we've had uh, tonight. I enjoy our talks and I enjoy the lessons that you have. And I am so appreciative that, um, that you are digging in as deep as you are. And it's a good thing. And so we appreciate having you here, Ronnie. We appreciate all of the stuff that you bring in. Um, and so this is just a good time. It's a good time. All right, folks, um, we appreciate everybody. Ronnie, if there's nothing else that you have to say, I'm going to go ahead on and give us a scripture out of here, and then people can go ahead on and do what they got to do. As far as your uh, guest coming in on Wednesday, Miss Sophia, I... Um, She's Saturday. I She's Saturday. Uh, pardon me. Pardon me. Forgive me. Uh, Saturday night is live. We, uh, Miss Sophia, I, I do have a bone to pick with her. She is the one that invented Skynet and AI. So she is the root of all of our issues. So we're going to move on from that, Ronnie. <laughs> I do appreciate you blocking your mic right now. Um, nonetheless, you guys, I want to tell each and every one of you that this show would not be anything without you. And you, we are all co-laborers together. You are not followers. You have subscribed to something that you agree to. And I so appreciate each and every one of you. And again, I have to say, even to the person who gives us the what, Ronnie, what they give us every time. Oh, the thumbs down. You got to love it. Thumbs down. You got to love it. That's right, baby. Thank you so much for the thumbs down. You just keep a sister going. I love everybody here in the chat. I'm so glad that you guys all stopped in to spend the last two hours with us. I want to remind you guys of one thing, and that is that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the most high God. Thank you guys and have a great night. We're to receive instant notification each time I upload, please hit the subscribe button and the bell notification.
for you to make it through, through another day.